Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post Bible Podcast. For those of you that have been following along, you know that we have been going through the book of 1 Corinthians and we're in chapter 2. We're just going to go ahead, as is my custom, and jump right in, starting in verses 13, and we're going to read to 16. Paul writes, These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." Paul, uh, when the Apostle states these things we speak, he's referring to everything he's been discussing thus far, specifically Christ and his resurrection, the concealed wisdom ordained before the time began, the blessings prepared by God for those who love him, and the gracious gifts bestowed upon us by God. And here Paul claims that he does not use words that would resonate with worldly wisdom or the wisdom that comes from the natural man. Well, Paul tells us in other places that his preaching was considered foolish by the Greeks, uh, actually the Romans, who had a Greek mindset. In the book of Acts, Paul's preaching was laughed at during his time to Athens, as recorded in Acts 17.32. There, Paul addressed the the Areopagus, a council of of uh, philosophers and intellectuals. He, he spoke to them about the unknown God whom they worshipped ignorantly and proclaimed the message of Jesus and his resurrection. Well, when Paul mentioned the resurrection, some of the listeners responded with mockery and ridicule. The passage states that when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Now, those that laughed at Paul did so for several reasons. Firstly, because the Greek or Hellenistic culture strongly emphasized uh, philosophical wisdom and intellectual discourse. They sought after eloquent orators who could present complex, complex arguments and engage in sophisticated reasoning. In contrast, Paul's preaching centered around the simplicity of the, the message of the cross, which appeared foolish and lacking in intellectual sophistication to the Greek mindset. Now, secondly, the Greeks were accustomed to a pantheon of gods and diverse religious practices. They valued plurality 
and diversity in the religious beliefs and practices, much like, much like the culture in which we live today. So Paul's exclusive proclamation of Jesus Christ as the only way to salvation, <laughs> rejecting all other gods as idols, was seen as, well, narrow-minded and unacceptable to Greek sensibilities. Additionally, the, the idea of a crucified Messiah was a stumbling block for Greeks. The concept of a divine figure being subject to such a humiliating and shameful death on the cross was contrary to their expectations of power and glory and victory. So they, they found it difficult, difficult rather to reconcile the notion of a crucified savior with their, with their preconceived notions of what a divine figure should be. Just think of Hercules, for instance. And yet both divine love and wisdom purpose that God would be in Christ to reconcile the world back to himself by entering the very thing he created to suffer a vicious and cruel death by the crown of his creation. The Greek-minded Romans saw no power or wisdom in a man that was, that was hanging from one of their own crosses. Yet, we should not be surprised that the way of the wicked is turned upside down. Jesus said to bless those that curse you, to give to those who steal from you, to serve those who bully you, to love those who hate you, to declare those your friends who would define themselves as your enemy. It, it's this type of wisdom that neither the Jews nor the Romans, they, they could not understand. And even many of us today can't understand or metabolize into our current Christian practice this kind of wisdom of God. And this is evidenced by the number of contentions in Christian circles where we actually speak of having the mind of Christ. Well, Paul makes a statement that when speaking of the things of God, he uses words that are given to him by the Holy Spirit. And this can be evidenced by his statement, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. In John 6, 23, Jesus declares, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit, they are life. And through this statement, Jesus illustrates that true life and substance originate from the Spirit of God, and it's through His teachings that this spiritual vitality is conveyed. Jesus' words carry a profound spiritual significance and other, rather, and offer eternal life to those who embrace Him. This assertion underscores the importance of comprehending Jesus' teachings in a spiritual sense, transcending a mere literal or physical interpretation. Nevertheless, time and time again, People to whom Jesus spoke struggled to grasp his message, limited by their human understanding, unassisted by the Holy Spirit. Numerous instances, like those seen in contemporary scriptural, in, like those seen in contemporary scriptural interpretations, reveal how the people of Jesus' times often failed to move beyond hearing his words without filtering them through spiritual discernment. Uh, in other words, they, in other words they, they filtered it through their own natural understanding. So let me give you a couple of examples. In John 2, Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The people misunderstood him, thinking he was speaking about a physical temple while referring to his body as a temple. Again, in John 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Once again, and Nicodemus interpreted that through his natural understanding and thought that Jesus was referring to a physical birth or re-entering into a mother's womb rather than, rather than the spiritual transformation that he was referring to. 
In John 4, Jesus said to his disciples, I have food to eat that you do not know about. They were his disciples, yet they thought he was referring to physical food. But Jesus meant that his substance came from doing the will of God. In John 6, Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The people took the statement literally, questioning how he could give them his flesh to eat instead of understanding it metaphorically rather, as spiritual nourishment. In John 8, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. The people perceived this as a statement of age, not realizing that Jesus claimed to exist eternally and identified himself with the divine name, I am. And the list goes on. So our passage today emphasizes the distinction between man's and God's wisdom. Man's wisdom and God's wisdom. When Paul speaks, he does not rely merely on worldly wisdom, but on the teachings of the Holy Spirit. Without spiritual discernment, the natural man cannot fully grasp or receive the things of God. The message of God, including concepts like the crucifixion, the spiritual significance of Jesus' words, may appear foolish or incomprehensible to those who rely solely on human understanding. But we are reminded here today that we all need spiritual discernment and reliance on the Holy Spirit to, um, to truly understand and embrace God's wisdom as demonstrated in Christ. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.